Hey, welcome to Just a Sip. This is a craft beer podcast. And um, before we start off, I am joined today with Danielle, my wife, um, who's also the editor of the podcast. And she's sitting in with us because Ben had to go. And he did. He had to go rolled up in a carpet. Yep. Mafia style. Uh, there was a horse head involved. That's there what was, happens when you just piss off your producer. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of, you know, behind the scenes animosity between you two. Uh, listen, I don't ask a whole lot of questions. Uh, I don't need to know. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Uh, just know that I appreciate you. I love you. Oh, uh, thank you. I think you do a great job. And uh, please let me live. Oh, for now. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, welcome to the program. Before we get into everything, uh, why don't we go to you real quick and ask you a couple questions to introduce you to the people. Okay. All right. So, uh, people know... I was not prepared for this. (laughs) It's okay. People uh, um, that listen know that I like IPAs. Yes. I'm a big IPA fan, but I'm kind of all... I'm all over the place. I love stouts as well. It's really just kind of whatever mood I'm in. What's your favorite style of beer? I would have to say my go-to is Belgians. Okay. Um, specifically triples and quads. Okay, I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. Doubles, triples, quads. Yep. I, uh, I was on a beer tour once, and it took like about... the heavies. Uh, what? You like, you like the heavy beers. I do. Um, and the tour guide asked... You know, what, what do you think the best beer in the world is? And we were in Ireland at the time, so everyone's, oh, it's Guinness, and oh, it's this, and trying to guess different things. And um, some idiot tourist screamed out Budweiser and almost got kicked off the yeah. bus. <laughs> but he actually said Y'all that... Y'all got regular food over here? Yeah. Pretty much. Where's the ketchup? <laughs> um, but he said that the best beers generally considered are Trappists um, because it's been brewed for so long by monks that it was healthier to drink beer than it was water. I still think it's that way today. For you. Yeah. So you like the uh, the heavier, stronger beers. Now, today, what are we talking about? Today, we're talking about Matilda from Goose Island. All right. So before we get into Goose Island, or well, before we get into Matilda itself, um, I was saying to you earlier that I do enjoy a Goose Island beer. You know, they have solid beers, they have their IPA, their 312, which I know you like. It's one of those beers that just, you can get it and you know you're going to have a good good beer. Like, it's a solid beer. So, but a lot of people don't like it anymore because it was bought out. Right. So, now everyone has a different opinion on how they feel about a beer once it's bought out. A lot of times, though, these craft beer breweries are doing it for distribution. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's it can be difficult to get distribution because of how many breweries are in the area, plus already big business like InBev and InBev and um, and you have like Molson's now that's buying up everything. Uh, I think it's Molson and Coors 
teamed up and you've got InBev. So you've just got a lot of big names and big players in yeah. the game. And so they buy up a lot of the market and it's just, it's hard to get your stuff in there. So what they do is it's kind of a bully tactic, but at the same time, they've been around forever. So it's not crazy to think, oh yeah, they're going to have a lot of these places and want to make sure that the beer continues to sell. But I think they're starting to get smart and be like, well, you know what, let's partner with them in a way and be able to sell for distribution. Now, again, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind on how you drink beer. That's just how I see it. So I'm not going to like really shy away from having Goose Island, either at my house or if I go somewhere, I'm not going to be ashamed to drink at Goose Island. Right. Uh, whereas other beers, I'm like, mm, I'm probably not going to order it just because maybe the way I feel about the company or I just don't like the beer. So, Which is fair. Yeah. But anyways, Matilda... Now, we're drinking a 2013 bottle. What was the percentage on this bottle? Seven. It was seven. So now it's 2017, four years later. And almost four years to the day. It was actually bottled on August 15th. Oh, wow. Look at that. I didn't even know that. So four years, almost to the day. And what do you think about it? I think it's great. Um, I think we got this bottle a few years ago. I think we probably got it, and it was already a year like three years ago? Yeah. Um. And we had one there. It was at some beer event that we were at. And then we the actually... Business Beer Fest in yeah, Stanford. And we got two bottles of it. Yes. And, and as I recall, somebody broke one. I, I, it was at a unlimited beer fest, and I'm klutzy. Yeah. I remember but, people all around you when you broke that thing, they were like... <gasps> Like, they were just, like, all in shock and awe. And I was like, it's all right. It's fine. Look away. There's nothing to see here, people. And thankfully, the distributor that was working the tent was very nice. and he gave you another bottle. He did. <laughs> Which I he told definitely him some sob story. Yeah. And My husband beats me, and I dropped it. He scared me, and I just, I need another bottle. And he's like, oh, okay. No, yeah. No, he gave me his personal stash that he was hiding. Yeah, no, it was pretty awesome that he gave it to you. This is... uh it's a pretty light in color, or not really light in color, but kind of an orangey color, not super amber. No, but you know, it's got a tinge dark. to it. You can definitely, it looks like other Belgians. Yeah, it does. Probably a lighter Belgian, more closer to a double. Yeah. Rather definitely. than a triple or a quad, but, uh, well, certainly not a quad, but it's it's light and still has a bit of a bite to it. It does. Um, but it's not overwhelmingly hoppy. Like it's a nice blend between, I mean, it's a Belgian style pale ale. So it's got a lot of flavors going on in it. Yeah. And they did it. I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of times, maybe it's just my own personal thought process, but I think about aging beers and I've, we've been aging beers for a little bit, uh, not really knowing exactly always what we're doing, but uh, we get some beers and we're like, you know what? Let's put this away for a little bit. Now, some beers you can age, some beers you cannot age. And we've definitely opened a couple bottles and been like, oh, that one you're not supposed to age. Right. That was a mistake. But this one, because you were saying earlier, has the live yeast in it. And that's why we're able to age this one. Right. And that's a lot of times um, when you age beers, they say that the alcohol content actually goes up. And I think that's due in part to the live yeast that they bottle like, when they bottle it, there's still live yeast in it. and yeah. I think that might be the actual reason why it, it still goes up. But go right. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, and just as it's sitting in that bottle, the yeast continues to turn the sugars into alcohol. And that's why you're going to get a percentage rage, 
percentage raise on your ABV. Yeah, like this one is 7%, uh, but now it's probably closer to 9, like, you know, 8, between 8 and 9 than it is to 7. Right, I after four say. years probably. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, uh, like I said, a solid beer. Uh, the flavor is awesome. Unfortunately, we don't have one from this year to compare it to, to be like, oh yeah, this is the, you know, the differences. But I don't know if you're going to, anybody's going to be able to get their hands on another 2013 bottle. But I know for a fact that if you go to places like Total Wine and like kind of craft beer stores, uh, Every once in a while, they have older years in stock. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen a 2014 bottle. I see 2015 last year. a lot. And 15, yeah, and we're in 2017 now. So at least you can get a jump on the aging process a little bit and uh, get, be able to try it. And now I, I would say I would recommend getting a bottle from this year and then trying to find the oldest bottle you can. But if you can't do that, then grab a couple, have one, and save one. And then wait a couple years and try it again. Right. Uh, they have Matilda, they have Sophia. Yeah, Sophie or Sophia. I I don't know. I think I would say Sophia. I think it's Sophie. Yeah. Yeah, That's another really good one that is always, I've always enjoyed that beer. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that they have uh, like the big bomber bottles of these. So if you don't want to get the smaller one, you can age a nicer, bigger bottle. And that way you have a little more to share and try when, once you open up that bottle. But what we were saying before, you know, they've been bought up and certain people feel a certain way, but it's, it's like we said, it's a solid beer. It there's is. Just, and there's nothing around it. And for the people that don't agree with being bought out for distributorship, I will say that there's at least a change coming. Um, more and more craft breweries are starting to get wise to it and they're not giving in to the bully tactic and they're actually coming up with their ways around it. For instance, I know we talked about before Cigar City, Perrin and Oscar Blues all teamed up so that they can share their distributorship. And we did a... Uh, so essentially we're creating our own big business of a bunch of... It's oh, in a way. Kind of. To combat what's going on with these people. Right. And... Um, we did a thing on the, there was a blog article a few weeks ago that we talked about how some of the craft breweries around the world are, or around the country are getting together as a craft brewers association and they made their own logo and mark. And if you qualify as a quote unquote craft brewer, you can yeah, actually you meet those qualifications, right? Where you um, brew a certain amount per year, like under that amount and small town type, not even a small town, but just local area distribution. You can sign up for that. And you get that mark on your bottle for the people that are looking for true craft beer, drink local, support local, all of that stuff. So that kind of stuff is happening. And we're getting more and more um, doors opening. I know one of the articles that we're putting up this week, there's actually a company in California that is starting an online beer store. Which I'm sorry, my allergies are so bad today. <laughs> you hear me sniffling and coughing in the background. I apologize. Sorry, go ahead. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's an online beer store, which is normally, quote unquote, illegal to ship alcohol in the mail. But this is, you know. It's legit. Right. So those types of things are happening. Too legit. So you're, Too legit to quit. You can always quit, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so craft beer world's looking up. Well, that's good. No, uh, and, um, but yeah, I, I think that's awesome that we're kind of figuring out a way to be able to get that distribution out there because we live here in Florida. 
we get uh, some from Georgia and from uh, different places around Florida. And, you know, we, we get some Michigan beers, things like that. But there's I mean, so many craft breweries all over the place that we just don't get. And maybe it's just because they're just slightly smaller than, uh, like, you know, the Six Points, the Goose Islands, um, uh, thinking about... Um, the Oma Gangs, Oma the Founders. Gangs, founders, all that kind of stuff. They're just slightly smaller, not saying that they're not as good. They just don't have... They're maybe not have been around as long or uh, don't have that, that, that big name yet. Right. But it's good that we have something, an outlet for them in order to get their stuff because... We have to wait for giant craft beer fests, festivals to go try them. And a lot of times they're incredibly expensive and a lot of people just can't make it to them. So getting it in a way that we could actually get into the consumer's hands and be at our local st- grocery stores and things like that, that's, you know, that's really where the people are. And that's what's going to get more. Because like, you already have craft beer f- drinkers, but you want to get new ones. Mm-hmm. Well, craft beer drinkers are going to continue to buy craft beer, but it's when you see at the store and you're like looking at the beer section, you're like, oh, huh, let me go ahead and try that. That's where you get the new people from. Right. So the more that we can have an outlet for people like that and uh, breweries and start to see more come into our area, I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm really looking forward to the change that's going to be happening that we're already seeing as we go forward. But uh, more and more, we're going to get these awesome, maybe little uh, smaller breweries that it's going to uh, make a change uh, in maybe the styles that we drink. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, I've, I've tried different styles from different people and be like, Oh, I didn't really think about drinking that one before, but now I'm going to look for that in other craft beer places. Right. Like um, I think I was saying earlier, I like the Belgians and I go for that. Porter's stouts are okay. They're not my go-to favorites. Um, and especially like even chocolate beer is not, my go-to thing but one of my other favorite beers is actually more recently it's called barista from uh, castile and it's a chocolate belgian quad wow so it's got a lot going on in it yeah but it gives you the taste of a belgian but it's got that hint of chocolate and it's a super like it's a way darker beer than you would expect from a belgian so it's kind of a porter and a belgian had a baby and this was the result and it's delicious and yeah, even no. our non-beer drinking friends love it exactly yeah you've you've uh, given it to a couple of them they aren't really into craft beer yet and they they do drink it but yeah so i would say you know again it's up to you uh but i know we wanted to do this on the podcast just because there are still people out there that do drink uh goose island and don't really care about who they've been bought out by because they still like the flavor mm-hmm. so if you would like to get your hands on it, I think it's a, a great buy. It's not that expensive, and it's something cool to be able to age and try it again later. The flavor was amazing on this, so I don't see any reason why somebody shouldn't pick up a bottle, at least age it, and then try it in a couple of years and be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, but yeah. Anyways, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, just, you know, our weekly bruise letter that we do. You can sign up on our website or on Facebook and stay up to date on any new beers that are coming out. A lot of the breweries are now starting to announce their fall releases, and we're going to see some cool new stuff coming out that is brand new this year. Um, so that's a good opportunity. And we also just started a forum on our website, the Command Center for All Things Beer. Very nice. I like it. Yes. So it's to talk about rare, seasonal, your favorites, 
food pairings or even yeah. if you sell beer stuff. And events. let us know because a lot of times we don't know what's going on all around the country and all these different new beers that are coming out. Uh, but it's good for us to know so we can try to get our hands on it. Right. So if you have a beer that you want us, to, that you love and you think that everyone needs to hear more about, go ahead and tell us and we'll try to get our hands on it and do a show on it. Awesome. And uh, our social media, you want to tell everybody about our social media and yep. our email? Just a Sipcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and just a Sipcast at gmail.com for any inquiries or suggestions. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been totally different because <laughs> usually it's just a bunch of shenanigans. Uh, me and Ben have no idea what we're talking about, and it's not informative at all. We just like to hear our own voices. So it's nice to have somebody <laughs> on. Uh, that's why I usually get guests besides Ben. Because uh, he's useless. Yeah. (laughs) Utterly useless, Ben. Most people know what they're talking about, but uh, me and Ben just like to drink it and and see what we uh, throw at the wall and see what sticks. But no, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. And uh, but yeah, everybody else, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.